Welcome to Mindful Healing and Balance, a space for connection, growth, learning, healing, and creating balance. Unveiling mental health implications in everyday life in a relatable way. Hosted by Chardonnay Rollins. Welcome to my space. Everybody, welcome back in the studio. I have with me Andia. Say what up to the people. Hi guys, I'm back. It's actually never left, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> so, as you may or may not know, on my Instagram feed this week, I have been talking about sexual liberation, body positivity, self-love, mm-hmm. and self-esteem. It's been very interesting. I've been doing little posts on Instagram to get people's ideas on like nudes and just liberating themselves sexually and feeling good in the bedroom. So today's podcast episode, we're going to take it a bit further, but actually talk about how the sexualization of women in media can impact our self-esteem. And even sometimes the things that we were raised in, like the teaching, sorry, um, can impact our self-esteem when it comes to feeling sexually liberated as an adult. So, are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. All right. So let's take it a step back because we're what, 24, 25 now. Yeah. Let's go back to adolescence. So in adolescence, um, how can I describe it? I lost a train of thought. <laughs> All right, in adolescence, when it comes to discovering your body, um, how was it? Did you encounter any type of predatory behavior in the sense that, you know, when you're like 15, 16, we have little Facebook accounts, you know, because we're old. We didn't have Instagram and stuff like and that. MySpace. <laughs> you're old. I was not MySpace era. <laughs> Um, you know, you have that and you start posting pictures of yourself and you learn your angles, you do yourself and remember duck face face. Yeah, I, yeah. Like different things like that. You're posting little beard and suit pictures at the beach of your friends. Beach fast, you know, before oh my came God. crappy. <laughs> beach fast things like that. Um did you ever encounter any predatory behavior while you were feeling free to express yourself and feel good in your skin? Well, okay, let's first start off by saying that I, as an adolescent, was the ugly duckling. So... You look like Dennis Altman. <laughs> no, Dennis no, Altman. no, 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 but seriously, like, if I had to, like... But even, okay, so for me, I was very skinny when I was younger. So I was skinny, skinny, but I had this giant butt. Mm-hmm. And as a young child, even as young as being four or five... I had family members point out my butt and yeah. they would, you know, make little jokes and stuff like that. So I already was uncomfortable with my shape uh-huh. as I got older. On top of that, I was skinny. I didn't really have the accessibility to clothes and stuff like that because my parents, you know, would buy me stuff, but I was never caring about how they wanted to dress me. So I really didn't put together good outfits. I had wire glasses. You remember the face, the face where we wore like plaid shirts over stuff and like dungarees of converse and stuff? Exactly. So I, yeah, but even then it's like, I was always that awkward little, little black kid who just was ugly. And like, I, I really, like, if you look at my pictures, I was like, oh my God, what was I thinking? So you know, I grew up kind of young with low self-esteem and then I was around a lot of people who would talk to guys and I was never that person. I was always really embarrassed. I didn't mm-hmm. find myself pretty. Like, I was the person that, bring a friend. I get it. Bring because, a friend. Like, I freaking, um, I was a giant. Like, I've always been tall. Yeah, so same, actually. I was always taller than guys in my age bracket. So it's like, I just never felt comfortable. 
So I got it. And you know, speaking of your little butt back in the day, she mm-hmm. did have a bop too. Like she had all stick in ah. this little butt to stick it on her little school dress. <laughs> like but I, I understand what you mean when it comes to feeling conscious about <laughs> this thing. You got memories? <laughs> I am, but it's interesting because as I started to kinda of get older, I would find that, you know, I was I wasn't ugly but I wasn't be- I, I didn't find myself beautiful, but I was getting attention from like a lot of older men mm-hmm. who would make me feel very uncomfortable, would talk to me, would catcall me, and it actually piqued anxiety for me, which I didn't know was anxiety. Uh-huh. And I was afraid to get off the bus. I was afraid to walk across her. I was afraid to do that. Um, and then let's fast forward to coming out of high school. I feel like I definitely was hypersexualized because of my shape. Mm-hmm. I was definitely... You know, I ran through I ran through things which changed how I looked at myself, mm-hmm. and a lot of it had to do with how men handled me or young boys handled me. So I completely get it. Yeah, um, in the beach fast day, I honestly like the more the more, all, all I can think about as a person now, as a young idea, is I was just funny. I joked. Everyone knew me mm-hmm. that I just laughed. I was like the class always, I was always from primary school. Sidebar for those of us who made a comment today. That I was, I'm not the funniest. I am the funniest. You just have to get to know that side of me, okay? Uh-uh. And that is a side note. That is a that's a that's a shot for those who listen to this podcast and said I weren't funny today. Moving on. Shots fired. <laughs> Moving on. I think for, <laughs> for me, I completely get where you're coming from, where you feel uncomfortable, because my body was more mature and black women's bodies tend to mature faster than white people and going to bhs like i had boobs faster mm. and i always had a big butt like a big butt is, is a genetic trait for our family like <laughs> i had i had bomb and because i was told i already looked older because you know i had a little bitty waist i had the bomb i had little boobs so i started to get attention from older guys and it does make you feel very uncomfortable because it's like okay i may look like i'm 16 but i'm 13 in the uniform right now <laughs> because like of my height and the way my body was shaped so as you get older you tend to feel very self-conscious about your body yeah that's interesting on top of that i started to feel self-conscious because of my height mm. because it's like okay well if i was shorter then i wouldn't have these problems of attention from guys Wow, because it's funny because I'm taller than you mm-hmm. by like two inches. And you're saying you were 13 feeling like a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. I was 13 feeling like a 10-year-old. Mm. Uh, flat-chested. I just had a big butt. I, like, and I was, I was a like, kid like at BHS where we loved sports. So we would act, excel in sports. We mm-hmm. were, you know, we, we had our, our group, our friendship group. But none of us, I felt like, were really sent to the wrong guys and then once we were i had no idea like i i went from being this little nobody and mm-hmm. nobody cared to all of a sudden everyone thought i was pretty and i was like yep. no way this is it this is no way i'm pretty and then i i commanded all this attention and i did not know what to do with it exactly i, I remember did not know what to do with it. the first time a guy banked me over at a dance i was shook i was like <laughs> hold up like i'm joined now because the simple fact that you're you're obviously you're older than me because you're taller than me but because I was what first time I had like fourteen, fifteen. Was looking, this a BHS dance? No, it was one of rocks dances. The hell! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be there. I was underage, but I was running with my older cousin, so I got in. <laughs> but um, just snitching yourself. <laughs> that's all right. I told my mama this already. She knew yourself making their moves. But like, it's like I um, I I was kind of shocked 
And I was just like, wow, like, I can't wait till I get older because, like, pe people older are, like, actually taller than me. Yeah. And yes. It made it made me feel first of right uncomfortable because I was like, yo, what is happening right now? Because little BHS dances, all them chaperones, you couldn't have none of that jar rating happening. Are you kidding me? We so. did the most in the back. We did the most in the back. In the we QH? Did the most, yes, in the dark. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they had to shut them. How, how year it was fast? Okay. It weren't. It weren't like that. Like it weren't. We weren't. When is for us going to old girls school? Considering fast, you we were already was, fast. But the boy spoke to you like, oh my gosh, like it was gushing type thing. Yeah, but fast, I think, I think fast, like for women nowadays, is like, we look at each other as like, fast is like, she's fast with guys, like, you know what I mean? Goodbye. I agree. I do agree that it can be fast. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. In the, in the term of guys. And I, truthfully, I feel like every girl that went BHS to her life is fast. And I'm, I'm gonna keep it a stack. You know what? Um, because keep be honest, <laughs> like really facts. These it's really facts because you were in a school where it's all girls twenty four seven, and unless you bat for both teams or you bat for that side, do your business, boo. That's not the environment you want to be in. You know what? I have to agree because like somebody was asking me, um, like what was it like? What was it like in order? What was it like being at an all girls school and then moving over to a period or being around guys? And you actually don't. First of all. You don't know what men are really like. So mm -hmm. you know how you hear the stories of this man lied to me, men are sneaky, like you you know how you hear those in the in the in the typical teen dramas or yep. like movies and stuff? <clears throat> you don't learn how what the, what guys are really like. So you will get out of BHS and you'll start dating and you'll meet these guys and you are so shut off to what yeah. people are really like. Like the reality. You think that when they tell you I wouldn't be with you for the rest of my life and I'm and they're literally fifteen years old, you're like You believe in yeah, it. Yeah, damn, are. this is my forever and then well not fifteen, but like even now, like I'm still learning about how guys are and not to take guys for face value and to really yeah. just kind of protect myself because I've made questionable decisions for myself thinking that people were 100% of what they I were agree. saying, you know? Like I personally, BHS is amazing for education, but when it comes to social skills, I would never send my daughter there, ever. For example, the fact that when I left to go to co-ed school, I was 16 and, you know, 16, you do have an idea when it comes to boys because, you know, you go to football games, blah, 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 they're on your BBM line, all that <laughs> type of stuff. And, you know, you have, you're talking to guys or whatever, but it's completely different being in a school with them for eight hours a day for 40, 40 hours a week. Yeah. Right? It, it's different. And, um... You know, like you said, I thought my little honey out in Canada, my little Turkish ting ting was going to be my boo forever and ever. Oh, man, girl, I was ready to convert to Muslim. Like, I was See? ready. You know what I mean? See? And you think that because you're so in denial because you haven't learned the actual social skill because you're not around boys 24-7. And me being an only child, I have a lot of cousins, yes. But I'm not constantly around guys like that to actually see, like, an older brother, like, you know, go through stuff and have them life teachings. Right. And, um... Well, definitely real, but the point is, is that <laughs> when you go to an old girl's school, it can make you kind of fast because you're you're curious. You, yeah, you get very curious. You like um, you feel like a kid. Cause remember, you remember at one point, like when there were lo a lot of fights in public schools, like they were fighting at the bus terminal X Y Z. We weren't allowed. You, B you, BHS girls were not allowed to catch the bus would, during that time. You could potentially get so basically they had things called demerits. Then yep, you would detention. have detention. What was demerit points? And then what was he? What was he? No, points? you had demerits. Yeah, if you get ten demerits, you get a detention. If you get three detentions, why do I remember this? You get discipline points. Oh uh, yeah, discipline points. After five discipline points, you get suspended in school, and then after that, it's outside of school, and after that, it's like check it out later. 
well, type situation. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like you you can actually face God in a disciplinary point or yeah. discipline point because you're you, not upholding the school's values and, and you were out at the bus terminal or yeah. you were in town walking around or Un- you were seen with a guy un- yeah, undesirable company or like if your skirt's too short around a guy you can honestly get in trouble yeah because you had a reputation for the school to uphold so we were very sheltered i mean come on you talk to guys on msm like you know you're, you're doing that little thing but yeah. we didn't really know anything is like if going to bhs like i didn't even know how msm some people be talking to me and I'm like, yo, like, what does LOL mean? Because we yeah, were so I proper. I remember that. We I were so proper like that. that we had to, we typed out everything correctly. Yeah. That when some guys were hitting on you, I didn't even know they were hitting. Otherwise, you'd be in France. Yeah. Like, you don't take it as them hitting like, oh, I want to buy you a slice of pizza at Boss Terminal tomorrow. Are you going to get this job after school? I I'm thinking that's oh like, yeah, God, like, yo, my brethren. They make, I wonder if they still make them bomb pizzas. Is I it called like City Cafe? City Cafe, yeah. They used to, to slap. They used to slap. But we, you, you do, you, you get very curious um, going to an all-girls school. Yeah. And especially when you get attention from guys, you're not sure how to kind of sort of deal with it. And like, you know, my daddy, he used to laugh because when he used to be a match commissioner for BFA, I used to go to the games, like for like my age bracket, just to see like the dudes and stuff and meet up with my friends. And he'd be giggling because it's like, you guys were like low-key like dorks. Like you didn't know how to <laughs> react when it came to guys. No. And he's like, you know, as my dating, he obviously was like you know protective of like me talking to these dudes but at the same time he's like you know like you're like 15 16 can't even communicate properly with a guy like he's like i ain't got shit to worry about exactly because you don't know what the hell you're doing you know what i mean yeah it's just it's i think it's very interesting um and i think even being going to bhs and being that naive we were hypersexualized yes we were because we were i don't know i got like you know like in in like you hear about like the Catholic girls and like in short in these school like schoolgirl type thing, mm-hmm. like we you I think a lot of people had a fetish about being a BHS girl because it's a private school, yeah, private school in general and BHS. We hidden off exactly. We off. You know when we have I have older cousins that are like oh not with my parents I went BHS. And the whole bitches hoes and sluts thing existed yeah, before yeah, them it did. and before them because. Are the nature of not being around guys, you get very curious and you get hypersexualized and you don't know what it's like, and then actually you're getting taken advantage of. Yeah, and yep. that happens. And you know how many guys I had to block off of Facebook because like I didn't like how they're talking to me. I'm like, why are you talking about my body like this? Like this is weird. Like yeah. this is some weird stuff. And then, you know, in Bermuda we already have a predatory type culture as it is. Not to throw it out there like that, but we do. We do. We do have older men who prey on young girls and especially if you looked like me at the age that i was as a teenager you don't look your age so then next thing you know you're definitely getting preyed on and it's like bro like why you get me to college like what are you doing right now absolutely i just i think it's very very interesting um i think we are very far off topic um no not really because we said we can talk about adolescence predatory behavior and things like that um because it comes to the sexualization got you got you and it is linked to the media because we're talking about predators on facebook i mean msn you wouldn't get no one's msn or bbp unless you actually shared it i know but then you know it's very interesting like it was being like i don't know what like one of my questions is like when you were younger and you all your friends would go out and would meet in town and the, and the boys would talk and they would meet up and they would mm-hmm. like like i said i was never that desirable person i was never like i was i don't know but like when I really think about it, like what 
we were really like curious and mm-hmm. it was like at bhs it felt like a competition who is the girl who's got the boys talking to me yeah men's. exactly because how we many boys even... are coming to you for sports day because you know that was the big oh, thing yes. all the boys want to come to they sports did day. they want to come to sports day and they wanted to watch bhs sports sports day and because i just feel like the part like the boobs is jiggling oh my running. goodness that is like, why right on, like i never thought about that yeah you're, you're seeing us we in our little short shorts we 14 15 years old and we had guys coming. no we weren't i lie we middle were like, school we had middle school um, yeah early middle school which is like 13 11 12 13 oh, oh my goodness and, and guys we had were guys pulling up. up were they pulling up on bikes some of them we got older on oh bikes but then we gosh. had other ones walking over on the lunch break to watch us do sports and stuff like that out of school yeah i remember i think i don't know but the why last did... year that i remember was really bad was year 10 and that was s1 so mm-hmm. in s1 we were 14 15 yeah no, we I, weren't. No, we yes, weren't. You were thirteen, fourteen, no, and then no, that's no. your nine, hon. It, your tans, your fourteen. Your your fourteen years old. Just that's one. I got my bike. You got your bike in and S three, which is your which is 11. your no, uh, it's not. You're nine, you're in middle school. You're nine. You're nine. Yeah, you're thirteen. You're thirteen, going fourteen. Cause remember, you're ten, you're fourteen, going fifteen. And you're 11, 15, so like you're 11, right, you're 12, right, right, you're 11, right, 12. Right, 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 right. 11, Depends yes. how your birthday falls. So I was, I was, this was year 10. So in year 10, I was 14, 14. 15. Yeah. And there were, yeah, that makes sense. There mm-hmm. were guys showing up on bikes. But you technically, if you were over <laughs> the age of 16 and I was under the age of 16, you are perfect. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? I never thought about this. Yeah, and the thing is. No, like, did we it. think about this? Like we no, were 14, we, 15 we years old and there were guys on bikes coming to watch us we run. Didn't think about that. <gasps> think about the amount of times guys was pulling up to school to drop us off lunch. Come on now. Can't relate. Or, or that lunch was the ugly dunkling. Or lunch passes. Come on. On lunch passes, you'll go over to Lorient Express and one little Salters boys be buying you food. I was always in trouble. I did not get lunch passes. <laughs> I'm unable to I'm unable to relate to that struggle. <laughs> But yeah, I remember I when I one lunch pass. when I got into year ten, because I left BHS after year eleven. Got my last two years right. in, um, you know, in, yeah, in, Canada. in Canada, and that's when they were like, "Nope, no more boys coming to the sports day." Because when I tell you, a herd of niggas showed up. Like it wasn't just private school boys. You that was public, my year. That you was had that was public school that boys. That was our last year at that yeah. at that at that sports day. And they freaking oh said, "How no?" And I mean, like a herd, a herd <laughs> of them. They was bringing wickets. Like it was <laughs> a pack happening at that sports day. Miss Parker said. All right, I was letting your little boyfriends come to watch you do sports day, but now it's Cancel over because you give niggas an inch, you take a mile. Like, it's just not happening. You mean Miss White Parker said niggas? Of course I'm she just, didn't say niggas. I'm just joking, just joking. I'm sorry, Miss Parker. Don't do that, girl. Miss <laughs> Parker's my boo. She was really trying to, like, like are you sure you want to leave? Hell yes, I want to leave, girl. But, like, anyways. It was more is, like, we're asking you to leave. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that for you. Let's <laughs> 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 like, leave that where um, we left that. The thing is, it's just like, yeah, they said like no because anything is man. You're that young, and you see the boys run up. Let me tell you, I put on my good little sprint. I was ready, javelin. I was going discus, all that. Like you start showing up because guys are there because we don't get that attention. And you're all giddy and you're laughing and you're like I'm house captain and yeah. and 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 yeah. and like you know you're just doing anything. But then we decided to turn tail, and then it was like no more of that. So then when I went to boarding school. Bro, I was like, boys are nasty. Because, like, first thing in the morning, why are you in class and you stink? You didn't have a bath. 
Like, what is wrong with you? you know what? Like, I, I just didn't like listen twice a day. Got a bath twice a day. Three times in the summer. These too are hot. The facts. So it's like I just thought I started. I went to a phase where I was like, boys are really gross because you, you you fantasize of them when you go to an all girls school and then you go to school with them. And you're like, yeah. you guys are disgusting. Yeah, like, that's how I felt. Yeah, I can agree. Because I, I went to work academy for one year and I was just like, yeah, get yeah. me out of here. My parents took me out of BHS, put me in work academy because my brother was there for a year. And then I was like, I can't do this. They put me back into BHS and yeah. the rest was history. I, well, I, I went to Soldiers for two years, but does that? I mean, I went boarding school for two years. It still counts. But the thing is, it's just like if <laughs> it was just like it was it was just gross and like in boarding school, like them boys, like they would go to gym and like just be ugh. Yeah, it was just just funk. Yeah, and they want to hug off you. <laughs> and then like I had my little ting ting, and I was just like, bro, you stink. Like, <laughs> I need you to get a bath. And it's just crazy. But yeah, we definitely have like going off topic. But the point that we're trying to make is that. When you're so young and naive, you have older men preying on you without even realizing that you're you're getting preyed on. Even now, to this day, as an adult, I don't like being cat cold in the street. First of all, I have social anxiety. So when you see me yeah, out and me about, too, me too. I'm I have a lot my airpods. It's my point. I have my airpods yeah. in. Yeah. I'm listening to music. Yep. So if you speak to me and I don't speak back, trust me, I am not ignoring you. Yeah. It's just the fact that I have to be in my own little world because when people start to speak and catcall i get overstimulated and i don't yeah, like it yeah yeah i agree that's how I, I i can agree i can agree the other day i was in traffic minding my business and my boyfriend was laying on horn in his work truck and making birds I, I i was start first of all i was startled so i'm like but well, what's happening like yeah. why this person's laying and i look and it's him yeah but i i, I couldn't even get the words i get it it's like it's like my boyfriend's like, out in, in town yelling at yeah, people i'm like, like oh my what goodness, are you stop doing so like, much attention to us to me it's please. like why are you being so ghetto like oh not like, even get it, but like it's, it's just, so nerve wracking. Like, why are you bringing so much attention to us? Yes, that's exactly like, why. How do I you, feel. Why are you doing that? I but, don't like it. You know what's very interesting? Like, I feel like from how we were when we were younger mm-hmm. to how we are now, and like everything we experience. Like, how do you feel about yourself right now? Like, how do you feel about your body looking? And that can kind of relate to like social media as well, because not only do you have the pressures of you growing up mm-hmm. and like Bermuda, but then you have the pressures of social media. So how do you feel? Well, how? Do, what do you think? I, I, I will say I like my body because I like my structure, my body. Like I have hips, I got a nice butt. I wish my tummy was gone, but hey, it came. I wish my boobs were smaller, but thanks birth control, you made them go up two cups. <sighs> so it's like, it's, it's things that I would like to change about myself, but overall I am with a partner who loves my body for the way it is like this might be tmi but when we used to work together and after a long shift or even i come home drunk he like literally undressed me just to look at me like here's a fucking perv and i love it <sighs> because he doesn't make me feel insecure because i have had boyfriends in the past who would like be like oh like you gain weight like blase 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 with him he's like all right like you gain it but you can go running for two weeks straight and you're gonna just drop it off you right, know what right, i mean right, right, right. he's not on me about it like if I want to eat a cupcake at 10 o'clock in the morning, he's like, go ahead, boo, eat that damn cupcake. Oh, stop. So, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I, I'm with someone who loves me for me. Yeah. And I was very insecure with him in the beginning, though, because I don't look like his ex. I ain't skinny. So I I just like, I was just like, bro, like, do you even like the girls? Like, why are you coming my way? Type right. thing. But to circle back to the whole point, um, I feel confident. No. You make me sick. 
You make me sick. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. However, there are times. Sorry for that. <laughs> that brief intermission. There are times where I do feel uncomfortable. Let me look at social media because I find that people fetish over thick girls, but you're not really fetishing it with the natural body thick girl in the sense that you want them to have the the big boobies you want them the big butt you want the hips and the thick thighs save lives right <laughs> but you want us to have a washboard stomach these little itty bitty arms and it's just like hold on you know what i mean yeah i mean for like myself i feel like it took me a long time because like okay so from like 17 I kind of I don't know when I started to look at myself like whoa like you know you're starting to get it together I think towards my last year or two in high school so this was like actually one actually why two I started to really kind of understand and you know get that I'm starting to become slightly attractive but then mm-hmm. as I'm looking at myself like I didn't understand the attention I couldn't I couldn't deal with it so yeah like, that's true as I've gotten older like being 17 and now being 25 like i'm looking and i really appreciate my body mm. um there i cannot be i cannot lie to you and say that there are days where i'm not looking in the mirror and i'm like oh wish this was bigger or wish this was a little bit yep. more smoother but i too also have a partner that is just absolutely like in love with you and part of you yeah so it's, it's just like there's no question about it like he's just it's it's like it's like He's like he's finding a million dollars every day, and I. Literally, that's and how I feel. It's a great feeling, yeah. like. But yeah, like for myself, I just I have to say, like I'm starting to really appreciate my body, but I I'm also allowing myself room and space enough to say I don't always feel a hundred percent, or I do. I wish that, you know, I had this. There are times I'm not like one of the big hardest things about myself is like I criticize myself so much. Yep. And I criticize my thought process. So mm-hmm. if I'm being too hard on myself, I'm like, why are you being so hard on yourself? And it's like, no, as I'm getting older and as I'm starting to move through the space I'm in, I'm actually allowing myself to have these moments of weakness and saying, no, you're you're human. You yeah. you can do this. But for now, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Um, I'm somebody that used to hypersexualize myself as well. So yes, like, I how agree. I would dress, how I would, you know. And Even now, the pictures on Instagram, like I would yeah. post, I loved, my body was like, nice and perfect to what i thought was perfect yeah before i gained weight from like you know hormones and shit i would always post a bikini picture yeah i would i would have a person who would wear lingerie under my jeans to go front street yeah because i wanted you to look and be like look how good i I wore lingerie and jeans to the club all the time with a a pair of strappy heels yeah and like you feel good like i'm like okay like i have nice breasts my breasts aren't too big the the nice my bum is everything i'm like i'm gonna get the attention like i knew what i could get the attention and even when i cut off all my hair after a traumatic breakup, <laughs> I I still hypersexualize. I'm like, you know what? I may not have no hair, but guess what? I am still pulling these things. Yeah. I, my DMs are still popping off because I look good. Yes, and see, that's what I'm saying. So you see how you, we were relating how we look and the things that we think about ourselves with other people. Yeah. It's, it's interesting now because I think we're getting to the point now where we are doing it for ourselves. Definitely. And so, like, I am, I like, how I carry myself and how I change in the last year. I mean, how I carry myself and how I am in the last year has changed so much. So I just feel like, you know, I kind of like to stay on that path and mm-hmm. I'm happy where I'm at. But there was a point where I could get lost in the source. Like, yeah. I could get lost in being hypersexualized. I can get lost in that. And I was at one point. But now it's like, 
I'm kind of like people will like I I would have a guy say to me, oh my god, you're so beautiful, and I'm like, okay, what about my my personality? What yeah, about my heart? Like, definitely. I actually like I appreciate your compliment, but at the same time, like right now, I'm really working on what's inside. I have a question. Yeah. What's your take on nudes with your partner? So like, when <laughs> we're talking about loving yourself for you now, because it's staying on me, and where I'm accepting myself, I'm like, listen, this is what it is how I look like right now. Like, um, my but my weight's changing and my body's changing. I don't take nudes for his sake. I take them for mine. Yeah, me too. Um, and I think that's important for women to to do because a lot of us take nudes before oh, it's for my man. No, no, no. You need to feel good about yourself when you're taking a nude because, like, sometimes I would just be in the bathroom getting ready and I'm like, wow, like, you look really nice today, Shaw, like, complimenting myself. And then I send it off to him. And then it's just like, he's going to gas me. But it's just like, it feels good. Like, I feel good about myself to show him how I'm looking any moment you know yeah no i don't think that's i think that's very important the other thing is um when you're talking about being hypersexualized, because i'm with a partner who is very respectable of me and loves me for me in the beginning men i'll send nudes period <laughs> um in the beginning when i would like send nudes and stuff he wasn't like being like raunchy you know what i mean he was being very respectable and i was like what the fuck is wrong with you <sighs> but it's just it just is what it is and i think it's very important that you um <sighs> fucking hell no but i get it like i lost I my think, train of thought but i think i think that nudes are very much like I think there's something, I think they're, they're foreplay to a certain degree. Uh-huh. Um, but like you're saying, like, I think that nudes can be sent, not necessarily in like a, oh yeah, I want to take a picture for him, but it's more like, this is me, this is what I'm bringing. And I hope that you like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, it's, it's in your, your com- it's in you being comfortable. Um, no, can I say that's everybody? Cause some people might just want to take nudes for him, but it just depends. I, it depends on, it depends on your, com- how comfortable you are. You know what I mean? um yeah yeah i i agree depend definitely depends on your level of comfortability but i um i remember my train of thought my point was is that i was so used to being hypersexualized by man but i have someone who respects me and wasn't like doing the overtop mm. raunchy type things i can't wait to grip on you blase blase type thing blase, blase. it um <laughs> it it had me confused for a little bit you yeah. know what i mean yeah and i think that's a natural response when you're so used to being hypersexualized and it doesn't make you feel good. Like any moment, it's a temporary feeling of yay. But in the other, um, in the other parts of it, it's just like no, that's not it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I completely understand what you mean. Um, I don't know. It's I can kind of I don't know. I think I think like for my partner, I have early enough. I want to say the best of both worlds. That's good. So like. Yeah, without kind of going into too much detail, I just, I feel like it's yeah, that... Yeah, going to kill me, but he'll be all right. <laughs> it's that, it's definitely that respect. And then it can, it can bore, it's, it's, I think there's, there's a thin line between respect and disrespect. And yep. I think there's certain the levels right that you exactly, there's certain levels that you can get to before you become disrespectful and you can press those boundaries. Exactly. <laughs> but circling back to feeling on social media i i will admit that i am the type of person that if sometimes if i am feeling down i will post a picture on social media because it's a great confidence booster right. when you see all those likes coming in 
the DMs, the comments. Um, it makes you feel good. Yeah. It does make you feel good. It does boost yeah. your self-esteem. Yeah, I and agree. I used to feel like that, but I used to post pictures. I don't know, like, people... I think people who have followed me, like... I had the Instagram. I had the 2,000-plus followers. I had the pictures. I used to post all the time. And then I just realized my anxiety kicked in. I yeah. kept doing that. We talked about this. That's why then, I have a, a personal one. And my personal one has, yeah. like, 50 followers. And I love it. Yeah. I mean, my likes aren't nowhere what it'll be if I post on my business profile. But it, I just love it because I'm sharing... I'm being more vulnerable there in a safe place where I know that people is not going to be sending my pictures around, where they're not going to be saved. And I think that, that's right. very creepy, very anxiety provoking. So right, I like right. being able to post past money. Like I post my artwork. I post stuff about being my honey. I post the right, dog child. Right, like, authentic. Exactly. I can be me. That's what I think. So like I made a new social media, like, uh, sorry, a new Instagram, add a new t um, Snapchat. And I just feel like, and I don't even have Twitter, but I have literally three fo followers. Mm -hmm. It's blocked off and I'm only there to get like quotes and stuff and like just daily reminders and like astrology. But like, I'm just also understanding the importance of like self-validation mm -hmm. in the type of way where like I, I'm really, I've really grown and changed from being that person who would be out and about doing the most and having fun and, you know, not really caring or even wanting to have somebody to tell me that I'm beautiful or like, you know, attracting attention to just being somebody who doesn't really care. Um, and I think that's probably really one of my biggest flaxes in the last couple of years. It's like, you can say whatever you want about me, but authentically, I know who I am. Exactly. And, like the self-esteem is, has come back where like, there are even moments in relationships where, you know, something might happen and you might, it might trigger you to go back to old dark places about mm -hmm. self-esteem. And like, I can even say like, oh, well, this is causing me to kind of feel some type of way self-esteem wise. So I'm just going to have to check myself at the door. I agree. So, I definitely agree. And it's it's just a lot. But moving on, because we're getting kind of caught up in the sauce a little bit. Um, what I do want to say about social media is that we are sexualizing black women's bodies, but we're not praising them for when they're on a black person. Oh, yeah. And I think that's something very important to discuss because... You have the video vixens or the influencers, this, that, and the next, and you say that body looks nice, but then you tell them they're not tasteful because of the way they, they, they uh, present themselves, right? But then you have white women or, you know, who are going to get their bodies done to mate like us, but then it's called trendy. It's called fashionable. It's called this, she looks so amazing, but if a black person, it's like, no, that's not it. Yeah, no, I have to, I actually have to agree with that. Um, and you see that every day on social media. You see that yep. every... You even see it in Bermuda. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, you would have, like... I, I was te actually telling uh, my boyfriend yesterday, like, there's this girl on social media that is, you know, light-skinned. She's actually, I'm pretty sure, white or Portuguese. Like, and everybody loves the way she looks, but I just think that she... I, I don't see it. And I just find that her... I'm looking at her features and she has black features. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you like this because of... It's black features on a white chair. Yeah, and, and, and to that, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why, but it, it seems like the lighter the skin, but you're, stay, you're still able to get the best of both worlds. And I mm -hmm. just, f for me, like, I'm not being a hater because, you know, at the end of the day, like, if you're a white... Like, I, I think every woman's, woman's beautiful no matter exactly. what you're doing. But I just, I feel like, you know, they can be... 
they're looked at differently and they're looked at higher than us. They're looked they at, they're looked at like, like, oh, it's a white woman. Oh, it's a white woman that can cook. Oh, it's a white woman that yeah. has black features can cook. And it's white, like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it's like a superhero in yeah. this. And I, I just, I feel like it comes a lot, as, especially from black men. Um, and then you even have black men saying that we prefer to go for a white person because they don't have no attitude. And it's like, okay, so you prefer to have a, a, a female that's a doormat that's going to actually do whatever the hell you want. Right. But then I also feel like black men, they, they get expert. When you're in a relationship with a white woman, you might have different experiences. Yeah. And for us, like, we all, we have so much trauma. So, you know, white woman, women in her, we put up with a lot of men's problems, a lot yeah. of men's trauma. I'm not saying that you don't. So I feel like when you're in a relationship with a white woman, you might not necessarily have to deal with that, that trauma. And you also, your triggers aren't hit. So black women are very, could be similar to your mother, mm-hmm. and that can be triggering. Black women could be sim- sing, um, similar to your, the abandonment issues for your dad. Yep. That's triggering. And I'm not saying that, you know, interracial love is not legit, because it is. You it know is. what I mean? My but, family's very interracial. So we're not, the thing is, what I'm trying to make is we're not knocking white people or interracial love because... T- Come on, like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't enough to do interracial love. But I just but want two my, different lanes. I, it's not even just two different lanes. The fact that I'm trying, the point that I'm trying to make is that it's very discouraging to be uh, a naturally thick black woman, and then you see a white person who buys the body to look like us, but they're getting more praise than us black women. Yeah, and that can be it's super super discouraging because it's like, okay, well. I look like this. I was born like this. I didn't buy anything to look like this. But you're you're glorifying Becky because she's got lighter skin. Yeah. And even when it comes to sexualizing women, I, I, I don't like the colorism aspect that we have amongst our own community. In the sense that the lighter you are, the more attractive you are. You have some beautiful dark melanated women oh my goodness. Have who you are ever... gorgeous with gorgeous 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 skin but have you ever seen like underneath a beautiful dark woman's post and she's like thick oh i would smash but i wouldn't wife or i would yeah like that's so that. fucked up but you would go underneath a lighter skin woman and be like oh. marry me i'm right. gonna stop i'll lick your bath water yeah, like stuff yeah. like that and i just that devotion and i i i'm not knocking because Let's also call ourselves out. Do you have a skin preference when it comes to man? Or do yes. you look at... Okay, I'm going to so. be honest. Yes. Okay, if so. you know me, all my exes are yellow. My boyfriend now is not. <laughs> so it's the polar opposite. And um, I I always liked either a, a white man, a, a different race man, or a yellow man. Right. And I never really paid much attention to bronze skin dog type of guys and i think that's a lot to do with going to private school they whitewash you you know what i mean and so i yeah like when i showed my date my boyfriend looks like he was like that's really your boyfriend (laughs) and i was like yeah and i was like you're gonna meet him and he was just like he was stunned because he didn't think that i will bring him a guy who's my color He, he didn't think it because everyone's always been lighter than me yeah so it, it's definitely different, I would say. And, you know, I, when I look back at it, I will say that I do feel bad for having a specific type of man. Right. Because I was so focused on looks and making sure that my children have good hair and, you know, <laughs> like nice features and stuff like that. Because you're taught that the lighter you are, the better you look. That I probably shot myself out from decent relationships with darker skin guys yeah but i think you have to learn that i think you, i do have to learn that and i'm not even i'm not even the, the lightest person but i the person that i'm with now i wouldn't change him for nothing 
his complexion, anything. Like, I'm sitting here trying to think, and I think I've I've always kind of just it's always been the person. Like, yeah. Now that I really sit here and think, because you've about been it. on the hill rainbow, so it's definitely been the person for you. I will put you on this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like even my boyfriend now is pretty dark skinned and I think he's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's very. I don't know. It's very interesting. It is. It's it's definitely very interesting and. I I feel bad because it's like I'm up here advocating for no colorism against you know women, but then I'm like, damn, like I was doing this to guys, and it's accountability. I'm taking accountability. Accountability. Like, I am taking accountability, but um, even amongst the I know we're kind of derailing her, but amongst the male community, you do see darker skinned guys saying, oh, like you know, I would smash him because he's got a shalong, but I wouldn't want to be his girlfriend. You know what I mean? Really? For black women, because they're too dark. Wow, I and think, then I can, you I have. I remember that when we were younger, but exactly. now it's like, oh my god, like black men are just gorgeous. Oh god, my boyfriend's so beautiful. <laughs> Look at her whips. <laughs> no, but it's just like, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's very interesting. It is very interesting, but um, how do you feel when it comes to the cultural differences of? You have a brother. Let me solve that. You have a brother. That's my baby. Um, when it came to him, you know, becoming of age, getting a girlfriend. First of all, we don't talk about that here. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't. He has not come of age. He could be fifty years old. He better keep it in his pants. I don't even want to talk about his pants. I don't want to talk anymore. (laughs) But the point is, it's just like, do you think that it was a double standard in your household when it came to markets having more freedom, and then you having like when it came to you dating and stuff? Oh my god. Mother, listen up. Cause <laughs> he needs his ass beat. Okay, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, heck yeah. Um, one thing I have to say though about my parents, like I'm gonna put it on the on on the on the on the floor now, is my parents always treated my brother and I. My brother's name is Marcus. My brother and I as equal. That's good. So you don't find that a lot. As far as no, I'm, I'm gonna say as far as what we how we were. Tr- as far as what we got and how we measured up to each other. So my mother made sure that if I did something to my brother, I had to apologize. And my brother Vice did something Marcel. to me, he had to apologize. My mother made sure that if I if, if I got something, like let's say my aunt or my, my, my cousin gave me something, she would make sure that my brother got something. So we always grew up feeling like we were equal mm-hmm. as far as, you know, the rights that we had. Right. However... I feel like my brother may have been treated a little bit more differently because he was a, a young man and because my brother is actually completely pill opposite from me. Yes, he I am is. literally walk. I'm telling you, like, if there was a cliff, I'm walking on the edge of the cliff to see the edge. And my brother's like, I know that cliff is, I could die, so I'm just going to stay over here. Yeah. He um, has always been pill opposite from young. Yeah, but, like, I find that the, I don't know what it was the other day, my mom got really, she was saying that my brother just walked out of the house, he was mad at some hour in the morning. I'm just like, are you, are you kidding me? If I did that, like, how many times <laughs> I feel like I've said, if I did that, and I feel like I've had a lot of conversations with my mom about the fact that, you know, she's, she, she's kind of overcompensating for different things that have happened in his life, and she takes care of him more than I've been taking care of, but... I also, like, being in a relationship, I'm also understanding the way that men are treated. Like, my mom started to explain to me as a young girl, like, or as a younger, as a young woman, like, 
your brother has had to do with things differently from you you know your men get dealt with differently and i just i think that i can see that mm. like even seeing how kids are raised nowadays like you would have the daughter who gets you know treated like a princess and she gets bought the clothes and she gets you know taken care of and everyone's like oh little baby girl little baby girl and then the boy's like oh yeah you gotta toughen up or don't stop cry, don't do this yeah. or what are you doing or why are you doing this or you don't need that or you don't need like you know and i just feel like i feel like whenever i see that i it hurts me a little bit because mm -hmm. i'm just like men genuinely get treated differently than women and they're told their emotions are not valid they're told mm -hmm. that they have to be strong and then you have black men or, I don't know if this happened to white men. I can't speak. I, can, I, I can't speak for white men. But black men are saying that this happened to them, but they're not changing the narrative. And I think that's where us as women or as mothers, as wives, have to step in. Yep. And I think we have to make safe spaces for our Emotionally sons secure and our, men. Yeah, and safe spaces for our, our, our husbands and our, our kids, our, our sons, to, to be vulnerable. Yep. You know what I mean? What do you think? I, I agree. I mean, my background's different because I'm an only child, obviously. But first of all, let's start off this. Beth, you're fucking crazy. Love you to pieces, <laughs> but you're damn crazy. I was raised by a prison officer. And because of her line of work, she was obviously exposed to all the predators, the pedophiles, the child molesters, everything. So growing up, she will, when they got out of jail, my mother would literally make me break my whole entire neck to look at a, a predator so that I got to go look at their face so I don't, you know, become prey. So the, it, it was very traumatizing, you know, um, growing up like that. And I get why she did it to protect me and stuff like that, but it was still very, very traumatizing. Now, for me, my daddy was more of my friend growing up. Because he's an only child, and my dad was able to do whatever the hell he wanted to do, okay? So, he was very spoiled, and my mom was the middle child of three. I mean, she was spoiled too. She was a favorite. She got to do whatever, but <laughs> she was more strict with me because she was concerned because, like, you know what's happening in the world, blah, 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 blah. Plus, her line of work made her very paranoid being a girl, whatever. Like, I didn't catch the bus growing up. I caught the ferry, but, woo. <sighs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I caught that number two ordering. No, I did not. I was not allowed to catch the bus. Or, I so, yeah, yeah, true. The, yeah, they didn't even want us catching the bus, BHS. Exactly. My parents didn't want me catching the bus because, one, you look older, two, you got too much ignorance happening on the bus, so they didn't want me to. Right. But, like, I will say that I was more comfortable talking to my daddy about boys. I talked to my mom about boys, too. But she would be cool at first, and then her lectures would end up into being, like, don't do it. And it's, like, my daddy was more, like, you know, like, you know, you're young, but, like, here it is type oh, situation. You, when you felt comfortable enough to talk to your parents about boys? boys? High school. See, that's crazy because, for me, I... When I mean high school, I mean, like, 16. Like, no, I didn't. And the only reason I started doing that is because, like, I had a little friend when I was in boarding school. See, no. And my parents didn't know anything. My parents didn't know a thing. And then I got... I My mom and I weren't as close at one period. And then I started talking to my dad about this. But it was always awkward. Mm. And then... So that was that was 16. And then 17. Then 18. Then 19, I got with my first long-term boyfriend. Right. And, or, no, I, I was 18. 
and that as as time went on like no i called my parents for everything like no when i, I went 18 i went buckwell i told my mom everything i said hey listen this is what it is, is what it isn't no. let me know like i my mom, we have a very great relationship but when i was younger of course you know i was selective of what i would tell them because right. Being the only child, I didn't want to make mistakes. Right. I didn't want to make them feel like they freaked up because you have no one else to raise after me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I I think I was more cautious. I mean, I did have a little wild phase, but I was more cautious in it. I didn't go buck well like a lot of people I know went buck well. And so, like, um, when I went 18, I had a boyfriend. And, you know, like, I would tell him stuff and things like that. But... The thing I noticed about parents, well, at least with my parents, it was all about trust with them. Oh. Because as long as I was open about what I was doing, I would be allowed to do it. What my mama does not like in particular is hiding secrets. Yeah. So she didn't like when she would find out something through someone else instead of me saying something because it really hurt her feeling because she's like, yo, we're close. Like, why couldn't you tell me this? Yeah. And I had to explain to her as an adult that, when I even we had a conversation the other day, even when I was younger, some things I just did not feel comfortable talking to her about because she kind of made me scared about it, about certain stuff. When it came to like talking to guys for the simple fact that um, it was just like because of her job, and yeah. she was scared about you know things in life. But um, what I will say is that. Looking at, I have a, a guy, first cousin, and his, my first cousins are pretty much my siblings because we grew up together, right? And um, with Thickest Thieves, Three Musketeers type shit. He was able to do anything. So I remember when I went 18 and we, he used to live with us and his girlfriend was away and she would always come and stay with us, right? So when I went 18 and my mama tried telling me I can't stay with my boyfriend's house, I was livid <laughs> because I was like, he gets to shack up. She's always her. What you mean? And then I'm like, it's a double standard. And then right. you get mama tell me, she's like, boys don't bring home the problem. The problem mean the baby. The, the woman brings home the problem and you're stuck with the problem. The daddy could come and go as he pleases, right? But you are the one stuck with the problem. So you think that I'm going to want you to go lay up underneath some man's roof where you could potentially bring home a problem which you're stuck with. See, and I think that... Okay, so I was listening... I love listening to podcasts right mm-hmm. now. Obviously, we're on a podcast now. But I've been listening to The Alices. Um, I don't know if you know them, like Deval, Deval and um, Kareen. I love listening to them. So I was listening to um, one of their podcasts yesterday and they were talking about... Um, it was all men talking about raising guys. And I just feel like... This is where I think the black community has it messed up because think about you as a young woman, yeah. right? So as long as your parents educated you on something and they, they, you, they raised you enough where you were making choice, smart choices. Yeah. So my thing is like when it comes to sex, if our parents are teaching us basic things and giving us the education and we can make the choice, yeah. so they teach us like the stove is hot, this is how you make rice. Yeah. Why don't they feel the same thing about sex? If they teach us about sex or they teach us about relationships or they teach us about, you know, people, why don't they think that we are mature enough or we are we have it enough together mm-hmm. where we, we can, can make, make the, right, the right, choices. right choice? And I feel like... So just said paranoid about us getting pregnant. Like, let me give you an example. Where you said about raising... You're talking about man raising man. My boyfriend straight up told me off the bat that when we have children and if we have a daughter, 
He's putting a tracking device on her bike. But if we have a son, he's not doing it. And I said, that's not happening in my house. I said, because you're going to track her ass and see where she's going. See? You need to track his too. I oh said, you God. can't be high-fiving your son for getting a piece of leg. But, but then your daughter wants to go to meet her friends. And you're talking about, if she don't come home with this time, blah, blah. I'm like, no, that's not cool. But the funniest thing, this like, is you the can't thing that makes that. me really laugh. Because if you think about how we as women are... The ones who are like overly sexual, the ones who have this, they're really trauma based. Yeah. So why don't we recognize as, as, or why don't parents recognize that as long as we have the foundation, we are okay? It's because you think it's because they're not as 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 aware. Now? They're not as aware. It's remember, sex was very taboo back then in their True. generation. True. Our generation is more. I don't want to say educated, but we are more educated on these things, and we look at the broader perspective. Whereas they're more narrow-minded and more traditional when it comes to stuff. And look, at, look what we did. Look at our, look at our family. Yeah. We were raised in traditional families when it comes to family of everything. This is what you do. This that next. Whereas us, because of the experiences we've had in life in the different school cultures we've been to, life experiences, friends, that and the next, we have a broader perspective. And me, when it comes to, you know, my two f- degrees, I know that I will raise an emotionally secure son because I know what it's like to have a partner who's not emotionally secure and isn't in tune with their emotions. Plus, boys should be allowed to, to, uh, <laughs> you make me laugh. <laughs> boys should be allowed to express themselves freely and in a safe place. I understand how certain types of parenting, like authoritative parenting, things like we call strict authoritative parenting, lackadaisical things of that nature, affect your child where you need to have a balance. And I am so grateful for me wanting to study child and lesson mental health because I don't want to raise any more children or have any more children that are being raised to be freaked up and they're so closed off because exactly to me i feel like we need a even if your parent can't be your safe place you should have an auntie and uncle a girl parent to be your safe place to discuss things with no you know know what one of my biggest things is like one of my one of my goals as a parent is to create a safe space for my kids and i it it's funny because i feel like a lot of the things that, that have happened to me in the last like 10 years if I had a better relationship with my parents, no, my parents are great. But if I if we had a more open relationship, yeah. I feel like I would be able to sit down on their on their on their couch and say X Y Z. Yeah. Whereas in the last four years, three years, I've been able to do that, and a lot of my choices are better. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like you feel as a young woman, you feel like you're out there and you have to figure out what to do next, and you think you know, but you don't you know, don't like know. because our parents closed off on so many important mm-hmm. topics that we weren't instilled with the tools to, yeah. that we need to make the proper decision when we when we came to that place and then on top of that we didn't necessarily have the the parent not parents but we didn't have the guidance like i couldn't pick mm-hmm. up the phone and call my grandmother about certain things what my call my aunt call my mom call my dad mm-hmm. not because they're unable to handle it but because to them i just shouldn't be worrying about that yeah you know what you, I mean? like so, don't worry about boys not even just worrying mm-hmm. about it but it shouldn't be a conversation that's happening, which is, is, is a big thing. I, you know, like you said, like I'm making a promise to have an open relationship with my children and be honest about talking. Ooh, pull up, skirt, skirt. So I think it's very important to be open and honest when it comes to raising your children and having a, a conversation that is enlightening, it's educational, 
it's free for them to express themselves. Obviously, raising a child the correct morals, or the morals that you deem correct, is important. And just trusting that your child is gonna, you know, do those teachings in life. That's what mm. it boils down to. Because you can tell your child to do X, Y, and Z, and then you don't know what to do to go with the friends. You really don't know. No, you have to just trust them. You, but not even that. Like I feel like if as long as you give your children the necessary tools and the necessary knowledge, like I feel like they are going to make mistakes, but at least they're going to get on the path. Like, one of the biggest things that I've learned as a young woman is that whatever my parents instilled in me as a mm -hmm. kid, like, that is all I've ever worked hard to get back to. Mm -hmm. So, like, I could be lost. I could have been out clubbing every weekend, which I was. I could have been out doing whatever I wanted to do, which I was. And now that I'm, like, mature and emotionally mature and in the healing stage of my life, right. I'm getting back to what my parents taught me, like, the morals and values that... You know they instilled in me and i feel like as long as you give that to your children there's no reason why you should have to worry definitely um i think yeah. the other thing is important is to realize that your children will grow up and have sex and have you know relations with people have relationships they'll be dating they'll be talking i think it hurts parents most and confuses children most when the child isn't even sure they can talk to the parents about certain stuff be Damn service. You see this? Quit and take notes. I don't want to hear this. It's okay. <laughs> I want to warm, please. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I think it's um I think it's very important to for parents to realize that. Because everyone well, not my child, not my child, but you want to high five your son for striking some leg. But when it comes to your your daughter saying, Mom, can I go on breath control? Or Mom, can I get goddesses to protect myself from HPV? You don't need that. It's the end all be all. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but you give your kids give your kids the the leeway the, and the knowledge. Yes, and give them it's the very, tools in order very to be important. good children and good adults. The last thing I wanna to briefly touch on is um how do you feel about OnlyFans? Now, I'm here for it. You know why? Because if we are okay with watching porn and going on Pornhub and whatever other website, right? You should be okay with someone starting OnlyFans. Like, I don't understand what's the problem. Why um, are we so concerned about other people's business? I just feel like, do you? Yeah. Okay. I, I know we talked about this briefly but I have, I'm not thinking about it, right? And I feel like, do you? Yeah. If you would like to have an OnlyFans, you have, you will do that. You know what I mean? I think that at the end of the day, we live in such a small community that yeah. if that's what you choose to do, also be mindful that's what's going to follow you. Yeah. But if you don't care, then you don't care. And I'm here for that. You can know I, what I mean? Can I be honest? Yeah. I honestly admire the Bermudians who do have OnlyFans. You know why? Because you have so much fucking confidence and so yeah, much bold. I, I agree, I agree. To be like, this is what I'm doing and I'm owning it. And you're, you're doing it knowing that it's a chance that a Bermudian's going to find it. And guess what? You are owning your shit. Like, I agree. a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, they wanted to slut shame somebody for having an OnlyFans. But it's like, first of all, she's confident as hell. Yeah, I well, wish she's bad as hell too. She is. She's a very beautiful <laughs> girl, but it's popping. I wish I had the amount of confidence that she had into doing this because it's like you really don't care and that's amazing i think people should aspire to get to the point right. where you are so confident in yourself in your skin in your choice that you make that you are comfortable that no one else's <laughs> no one else's opinions should matter i know okay i agree 
So I believe, yes, you should aspire to be at that confidence. Yes. But I also like have to say, like, if that's what you want to do, then do then it. Do it. But I, what I also have to say is, mm-hmm. I don't. What what gets me sometimes is people who victimize themselves. Yes. Because if this is what you choose to do, do it. But understand that the this is what you choose, that can come right? With it, yeah. But if that's what you want to do, live your best life. I will I never agree. judge you. No, I think the difference is is. You always hear people, no, versus porn, right? So you hear people say, after I do what I do, I'm looking at, I'm at this video in disgust, right? Uh-huh. So I feel, I wonder, for me, I wonder if there's any relation between that because I'm like, you're not, when you go to an early fans, you're not looking for, you're, like, there's something you're paying for, but I don't feel like you approach it with the same level as porn. Like, you know what you're getting when you open up a porn video. Right. Versus an early fans, that's a fantasy. You're paying for, you're paying for something, right? So... I feel like while it's it's different, it has similarities. That's as far as I can push it because like I personally don't really have much feelings about it. I don't either. I just it's just I think when it comes to just sexual liberation and freedom in Bermuda, it's very close minded. Yeah. And people is, like to be in people's business. Mind your damn business. Who cares if you slap with my ex? I don't care because you know why? I do things to him that you probably ain't done. Oh my or god. The experience is completely different. Yes, like, I had a girl who was like, Oh my god, you're so cool. I really didn't think that you would like me because I I messed with your ex boyfriend right after like, you. And I'm who like, cares? What, like that's after me. Did you have fun? Like, are you happy? Did you did he make you happy? Exactly. I'm sorry if I left any long lasting effects on him to make him kind of feel some type yeah, of Yeah, but, but it's it's just it's just shouldn't be that way. It's like, bro. It's like fraud. Like you, you shouldn't have to um, worry about that. Like, who really gives up? This is actually really cute. <laughs> that is really sweet. You shouldn't have to worry about someone else's ex or whatever the case may be. Like, it's not your damn business. Yeah, no, like, I agree. I agree. I just, I don't know. For me, like, and because Bermuda, sorry, because Bermuda's so small, people are caught up in the hill axes and stuff. And it's like, all right, like, you're the ex. Congratulations. Who but cares? I'm here right now. You guys didn't work out cool. You're going to get a different version of me. I'm going to get a different version of him than yeah. what you had. So what is the problem? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just feel like in Bermuda, in order to kind of, okay, how I feel is like in order to find a, figure out who you are, you have to kind of do your own thing. You yep. know what I mean? If you don't agree, then I, I'm okay with that. But I just feel like... We're, we're here in such a community of people where we kind of walk together as sheep. Mm-hmm. And in order to find out, like, this person's not this, this person's not that, like, you, you kind of have to experience explore. it for yourself. Right. So one thing that I do really think is very important to pay attention to is if it even matters. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, when you really, like, after you find out that Sarah has dated ba- Mike, the best friend, Joan, the best friend, like... Do you care or is it just a scandal that's kind of the big part? Like, yeah. I feel like once a scandal dies on, people just don't care. And I think that's the that's the issue in Bermuda. I agree. I fully agree. I think this conversation has been very enlightening. We have touched on a bunch of different points and we have gone further than what we actually anticipated on discussing. Um, I think that it's great that you and I are able to have these conversations. We are able to speak from experience. We understand what it's like to be an adolescent getting preyed on from older pin man. We understand what it's like to be hypersexualized by men and to even hypersexualize ourselves. Yep. Like we understand both sides of the coin. We do. Um this was this was an amazing conversation. It was. Thank you and for having me. I am very much looking forward to sitting down with Chanel on Sunday to talk about what it's like to be a quote unquote baddie in a 
you know, oh, yes. type thing. Like, I, I'm looking forward to this conversation yeah, with her. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Because well. she's a bad bitch. Everybody knows that. So, you know, I think people just misconceive the attention that we presume bearders or pretty ones get. And, you know, we, we are actual women. Yeah. So thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm going to dive into this apple pie. Yes, pull up. <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you learned something new and enjoyed the conversation. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at VMD underscore Mindful Healing and visit our website, www.venusmd.com for all your self-care needs. See you next week.